Hello everybody and welcome back to Goldbridge Saves Football. It's our Friday edition and as it's the international break, we're going to do England's best 11. And this is not based on injury because no one cares about a friendly against Australia. This is England's best 11. You like England, Will, don't you? I love England, um, and but even I am not very excited for a friendly against Australia. Um, but, you know, we're looking forward to the Euros. I think that when it gets to the major tournaments, there's no better feeling in football when you're getting behind England, like you will be getting behind Southgate and getting behind our boys. Getting on behind Southgate. We're also going to make it quite a, a, an interesting pod, as always, because we're going to do England's next manager. Um, we're also going to touch on Goldbridge Ball from last week to see how we did. Remember, I was 2-0 up on Will. Could be a bigger... I think it's going to be bigger. Um, and also, was it 2-2? Yeah, it's two two. Who did you get last week? Uh, well, it was two two last week. Just, oh, I just I dispute this. I know I got two. I think you got one. Well, it's anyway, two two. Right. Well, we go go back and check everybody. Get in the comments on Spotify and out him. Um, VAR. No, don't talk about that today. Uh, we're also going to do a few either ors because I think I'd love to do Salah versus Hazard. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter about that, so we'll do that as well. But let's fly straight into it. Will we're going to do England's best eleven. Um, and this would be for the first game of the Euros. So, look, nobody's really going to come through this season and take a spot. So we know that it's going to be from the clutch that we sort of have. Some might be injured, some might not. Let's start off with the goalkeeper. I'm I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to go for Jordan Pickford in this one. I think we spoke mm. to Ben Foster on our podcast uh, many episodes ago, and he was basically... Actually, was he talking about Ramsdale or Pitford? Can't remember. Shouldn't ben Foster's really English biased. He'd be very good at this because we don't have to pick a foreigner. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, no, I'm no, going but what I mean Pickford. is he's still going on about Ramsdale and Raya. Like, Ben, get over it. Raya's better. I'm um, putting Raya in goal for England just for Ben. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for Pickford. I trust in Southgate. And I think this is sort of the this is going to be Southgate's last tournament. It's this end of the cycle of this team. Pickford's been an ever present. Never put a foot wrong, really, for England in an England shirt. If anything, he's excelled. So I think defence and goalkeeper, I want to keep as settled as possible. So for that reason, in Southgate, I trust it's Jordan Pickford. Those words are just so exciting to me. Southgate's last tournament. Um, It's like the wife saying, let's stay and have another and go wild. It's just fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy. Um, I, I think I have to go with Pickford. Uh, you know me, I like a bit of controversy. I would love to, I, I, you know what? If Ramsdale was still Arsenal's number one, I would go Ramsdale. I don't rate Pickford. Um, I think he's part of the, you know, the Southgate club. Um, God knows what goes on on tour. Um, I mean, I think there's, I, th- I can imagine Pickford, Maguire, Calvin Phillips, Southgate staying up late playing cards and stuff and just Jeez, get being great, great. Great mates because I don't rate Pickford. He's had, you know, statistically as well, he's had a bad season. Um, but I think it it can't be Pope. Pope won't be. Pope's not realistic. Should be Pope over Pickford as well. I'm going to go Pope actually. Yeah, Pope. So you've just literally decided Nick Pope, but you talked yourself into Nick Pope. I'd go Dean Henderson over Pickford. Let's be honest. I don't you would not Pickford. go for Dean Henderson. I, I late shout for Jack Butland, but that's just because I, th- I once said he'd been the Ballon d'Or, but that was many moons ago. Yeah. Okay. So it's Pickford or Pope. Uh, I'll go Pope. Obviously, um, right back is interesting. I'll go first on this one. Will's not happy about that, Jordan, but uh, you know he'll wash your car. Right. Let's go right back. I'm going to go with. Um, I mean, it's injury permitting, but for me, the most complete right back in England. Is Reese James, Will? 
Uh, yeah, I disagree. For the I'm going for a flat back four, so I'm trying to get a bit of get that chemistry going. So I want to throw in Kieran Trippier in there as the starting right back. Oh my god! <laughs> no, just you've got to wait. You've got to wait for the rest of the back four. So just hold your bloody horses. Well, I'm pulling rank again. It's Reese James at right back. Interestingly, no Trent, but that's because he can't defend as well as Reese James. I like I like Trent Alexander. Yeah, it could play in the midfield, I suppose. Um, Centre back pairings. Um, also on Reese James. What about he might not have even have a game to sort of put to you know having an account for? But, but that's why I said injury permitting. No, I think you're being silly there. So I think we should choose Trippier at right back. I'd go Trent over Trippier. Reese James it is then. Centre-backs, I'm going as a partnership. I'm going Kyle Walker and John Stones. Kyle Walker and John Stones as centre-backs. Ooh, hipster. Yeah. Hipster. You, know what, it would, you know what? It, it would work. They would complement. But who would play on the left-hand side? Stones. Uh, yeah, I don't really care whichever one works better. I like this idea. And I, I'm 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 actually very close to going with your idea. This is a first. Get get put the alarms out. It's not a drill. I might go with Walker and Stones. I was gonna go with Stones and Colwell. I like the balance of a right-footed centre back in Stones and Colwell's left-footed. A lot depends on what he does this season. But Chelsea are improving. I like Colwell, but I think the people you know people would say, well, experience is important going into a tournament. I quite like that Kyle Walker Stones thing. Shout out to Dunk, even shout out to Maguire. You know, he has done a good job for England, but I just think that in the modern game, you want a bit more mobility. Um, and I feel that you're picking Maguire a bit like, you know, you'd pick Terry Butcher all those years ago. It's like he's an old stalwart of the team. Whereas I think I quite, I'm going to go Carl Walker and Stones. I like that. I do like that. Well Thank done. You. You, wow. you, 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 Remember the day. Remember where you were when Mark Goldbridge let me have my centre-back pair. And what a day. Thank you very much, Mark. Well, it brings the mobility that I would want and it also brings the experience that Maguire would bring. I like it. Yeah. Uh, left back has to be Luke Shaw. Yeah, agreed. I think let's just move on. Yeah. yeah. So uh, mid midfield three, um, I would go... Well, no, I'd go with... Because there's always an attacking midfielder. So let's go the midfield two. I would go... I mean, I don't think this is going to be controversial. Calvin Phillips and... No. I would go, Calvin Phillips should be, I'll tell you where Calvin Phillips should be for the Euros, Disneyland, or wherever he wants to take his family, because he's not bloody going to Germany. You shouldn't be going, you don't play football. Calvin, if you want to go to Germany, then get yourself a move in bloody January. That's what that could happen do. though, couldn't it? If he get that's the thing as well. We're, we're in October now. It like everything could change in terms of those. You know, Maguire could get a move in January and have a sort of renaissance yeah. in the second half of the season. Phillips could do the same. You know, I was going to say Henderson might come back, but he he's going to take that yeah, money yeah. till the no. He, he, that's a, that's a farce that he gets picked. I think he's the worst of the three actually getting picked. Um, and I blame it well, on Southgate, obviously. Um, but anyway, let's uh, we'll come back to that because it's a good topic. Um, just on Calvin Phillips, I think he's a good player. I, my main issue is, and you could say the same about Maguire and Henderson, you've got it's so unfair on someone like James Ward-Prowse, who is statistically and factually and visibly playing well in the Premier League for a decent team, to not be in the England squad for somebody who doesn't play football. That's the problem. Calvin Phillips, if he was at West Ham doing what 
what Ward Prowse is doing, we'd all be saying pick Phillips. But still, Bellingham and Rice. Do you know what? I, I had my eleven down, and Bellingham and Rice was the holding two, sort of the midfield two. Bellingham, what ten in ten at Real Madrid, playing a little bit more forward, scoring all the goals. Will we yeah. get to a point where it's just before the summer, the first eleven's about to be announced, and Bellingham's in talk for that sort of maybe not number ten role, but maybe slightly forward than the midfield too. There, there is definitely a there is definitely a, a good point to be made there, but you know what? I I just think that with a player like him, it's a bit like having Zidane for France, isn't it? You know, you want yeah. him on the ball, you want him on the ball, and I think that international football is a bit slower, and he will still be able to get forward. I I just put him in. I, you know, Declan Rice would do all the defensive work. Bellingham next to him, I, I think. Uh, so and to be fair, even that first game against the Ran in the in the World Cup, like Rice was just yeah. like. You go, Jude. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. He scored the great header. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. As long as Jude's protected. Also, I want to say I'm and slap the armband on him for the 2024 Euros. Yeah, I mean, he's just Ballon d'Or winner the lot, isn't he? I mean, there's just no no, no doubt about it. He's, he's going to win everything. I think he might win the Grand National. He's so good. <laughs> um, in his spare time. I mean, I, you know, also, apparently, he's going to he's going to have a go at the old uh, uh, Formula One. He's just, he's just yeah. unstoppable. And Wimbledon, if it's it, time it could be a future prime minister. I actually do think that speaks so well, but I uh, don't want to put too much pressure on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so attacking midfielder, I know. I presume you're just going to go Madison, but that that probably won't happen. I mean, that's one position in the Southgate team that's up for grabs because it was always Mason Mount. Like Mason Mount was his stepson, wasn't he? It was always Mason Mount, and now Mason Mount. I mean, to be fair to Southgate, he doesn't normally... I mean, Mason Mount must be thinking, what have I done, Gareth? He, he won't answer yeah. my what WhatsApps. He's blocked my number. He won't answer my emails because he was the Maguire, Phillips and Henderson. And Southgate's really gone to town on him. No, no. Because you can always pick a... You can, you can always find a place for Mason Mount because he can play in a number of positions, but he's out. So his number 10 really is up for grabs. So... It probably should be Madison, really. I like Foden, but it probably should be Madison because he's, dis- he's he's been quite dismissive of as Foden as a 10 anyway. Yeah, I think we're going to really come full circle here and go back to Gareth's first tournament. I think Jesse Lingard could be uh, number 10 going into... No, <laughs> I think, yeah, for me, it's, for me, it's Madison. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, right-hand side, Saka. Yeah. Um, uh, I, would you, Harry any, Kane, obviously. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I've gone for Foden on the left, Saka on the right, Madison down the middle as a sort of four-two-three-one. That can be a four-three-three. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, obviously, it'd be Harry Kane up front on the left-hand yeah. side. Um, I haven't gone with Foden. That's probably the most up for grabs position as well. Really, I think the number ten's there to be grabbed, but probably Madison's at the moment. I mean, he might play. He's played Trent there, hasn't he? Yeah, and Which as well as. So fluid as well. There'll probably be so many different variations of it as well. But I really do like that sort of four-two-three-one. If I was picking it, but please don't tell me on the left you're choosing Rashford. Well, no. Just before I come to the Rashford, um, the that that he has played Trent, Bellingham, and Rice, which probably does give Bellingham more rice license to go forward, doesn't it? Um, left hand side. Well, I think Grealish. To be honest. I think he's really mastered that position for Manchester City. He's very consistent there. And he really sort of merges the 
ability of Rashford to take people on. He can score goals, but then he's got the Foden element of creativity, which obviously he's established at Man City. So I'd say Foden on his day is better than Grealish and Rashford on his day is better than Grealish. But I think Grealish combines the two in a consistent way more than Foden and Rashford. So the shirt's up for grabs, but right now I think I'd go for Grealish for the balance and stability. I just like the way when Grealish is on the ball, he's he'd be looking for a Bellingham or a Madison to link up the play and Harry Kane, whereas I've seen Rashford week in, week out. For him, a lot of the time, it's about getting a shot off. And Foden, for some reason, just hasn't really settled under Southgate. So I think I think, I think, think Grealish, really. Um, yeah. I like Grealish, but I like him coming off the bench when it's sort of that 60, 65-minute mark. Did he start the Germany game in the Euros when he had such a major impact, or did he come on? I think like if he can see the game a bit before, then pick apart the team, I just think it works a little bit better then. But, I mean... Everything from Rice Bellingham forward, we've got so many options and that's mm. why it should be so exciting going into the tournament. So our England eleven is Pickford no, it's not. Our England eleven is Pope. No James. Don't be silly. Walk. Don't be silly. Don't, don't be interrupt. Pickford. This is the clippable bit. I'm saving football, not Will. You've got Thank your centre backs. Stop Thank sticking you. your Pope pick stop picking your nose. Picking your pick Pickford. <laughs> Look, people will probably say Will was right for Pickford. Right, the team is Pope, James, Walker, Stones, Shaw, Rice, Bellingham, Madison, Saka, Grealish, Kane. It's a good team, Will. Does it win the Euros? That team doesn't. My team definitely does. But just on that, where do you think we can get in this tournament? Where do you think... As we sit here on the 11th of October, sorry to peek behind the curtain, we're not recording it on a Thursday. Do you think England will win the Euros? Yes. Do and you? I'm, and, and that's your anti-Southgate for you. I mean, in yeah, a way, wow. I'm being very, I'm being very clever because obviously I'm, I'm heaping expectation on a manager that I don't rate. But I'm just tired of it. I'm absolutely tired of the players that we've got and the low standards. We should be winning. We should. I think we had a great chance to win the Euros before at Wembley. That we should be Euros holders, like we should. Look at Italy; they're crap. Um, we've got a World Cup again, where I think that was a massive missed opportunity. We should have got to the final and had a go at Argentina. I'm not saying we would have won it, but we should have got to the final. And how many more tournaments are we going to miss the target? This is a tournament that we have to win. We have got so many good players. We've just been waxing lyrical about. Jude Bellingham, all those Man City players play for the best team in the world. I think that there's there's a good mixture of, um, you know, Declan Rice is now at Arsenal. That takes his game up a level. Harry Kane's at Bayern Munich. He's one of the best strikers in the world. Saka's such a good player. I think I think England, and with that defence that we've picked, which has got mobility and can play a bit higher, I think we can press the life out of teams. I, I really do think England should not walk, but relatively comfortable in the Euros and it will come down to unfortunately the manager and his appetite to let loose or his appetite to stick with favourites and if we stick with favourites and go out then it's the same problem in the last two tournaments I really think England should be winning this and I think the expectation from the nation must be demanding to win this and the players need to believe that they're going to win it because that's one of the biggest barriers Will. Yeah well I wonder if 
because I think we're all agreed that it's going to be Gareth's last tournament. I don't, I don't think that's official. I'm not. I, I still think he'll win it and go, I want, guess what? I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. The party goes on. The party goes on. Like I want, I, I, what I want to do as well, I want to I want to bring a new element to international football. You know in club football where you can buy sign people on contracts? I want to sign Calvin Phillips, Pickford, <laughs> Harry Maguire on five-year contracts. We're all, we're, we, the party goes on. You can play till your mid-30s. I think the thing with that, though, the legacy of that is with any England manager, there's always going to be favourites. So, like, Southgate gets dug on about it now because, obviously, he's the current England manager. But whoever is next is going to have favourites and whoever's after that is going to have favourites. It's just the way... Because you have such a finite amount of time with these players, it's going to happen. But I wonder if him being in his last tournament, which I think he will be, will play into the fact where he just goes... You know, it's like the light, last night on holiday. You let loose a little bit more. You have maybe have one too few many drinks, and he just goes a bit more gung ho. He has done it before. I remember that game. I think you mentioned it was at Germany when we were two 0 down, and he just went for it, and we nearly won it. It was a great game. I can't remember what game it was. Yeah. Sounds like an old game that one. Anyway, uh, no, I do, I do think we can win yeah, it. I, I think we can it. win the <laughs> we can win the Euros. I think. Even, you know, like Saka this year is going to have Champions League football under his belt. The Man City players, like you said, are coming off the treble. Jude's at Real Madrid and is not just a player at Real Madrid. He is the man. He is the star. He is the catalyst. And that's why I think he should get the armband going into Euro 2024 because the team's going to be built around him for the next, what, is he 20 now? 19, 20? So it could be built around him for the next six, seven major tournaments. English people do sarcasm really well. But we also do defeatism really well. It's almost like sometimes we love to lose. And actually, when you break it down, John Stones is one of the best centre-backs in the world. I think Luke Shaw is one of the best left-backs in Europe. Kyle Walker, the same. Declan Rice is becoming one of the best holding midfielders. Jude Bellingham is one of the best midfielders in the world. You've got Saka as one of the best right-hand-sided players in the world. Harry Kane's one of the best strikers in the world. I mean, I... I'm old enough, I'm sure many of you are as well. You know when you used to get your sticker albums for the World Cup and you'd go, oh, I can't believe how many good players play for Chile or Uruguay. Well, I tell you what, there'll be young Chileans and Uruguayans looking at their sticker book of England going, I can't believe how many world-class players they've got. We have to believe and demand that we win this tournament because there really aren't any excuses when you look across Europe. There's a couple of good sides, but you know we, we've got the best league in the world. We've got some of the best players in the world. Unfortunately, we haven't got the best manager in the world, but they should still be able to win it. Uh, what's next? Uh, well, I wanted to look at the squad and just briefly look at who do you think would be a surprise call-up that's maybe not in the mix now, maybe could come back into the fold. And then when it gets down to the actual 26-man squad being announced, who do you think will be a shocking omission as we stand here in October? We'll do that quickly then, because I'm getting a bit bored of England. Um, Raheem Sterling. <laughs> Raheem Sterling uh, could what? get back in. Omission? Oh, call in. up. Yeah. yeah, Mason Mount could get back in. I mean, let's not forget, there's a thin line between love and hate. I'm not saying that Southgate hates Mason Mount, but he did love him. And, uh, you know, like an old flame on Facebook, he could drop into his DMs and say, remember the good times? And he'll go, I do. Let's let's get it. Let, let's get that party back on. We're, we're, we're reforming like Boyzone. Uh, an old flame on Facebook. It must be that you've just dated yourself really badly there. 
no, I just know a lot of friends who are of my age who do it. They'll go, remember such and such from school? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're meeting for a drink next week. And I just go, call me up in a year when it all fucking burns to the ground. You're absolute twat. <laughs> and lo and behold, it does. It never. How can you go back to somebody that you fancied at school? Um, it sound, I mean, that sounds wrong in itself, but obviously they were 15 at the same time. But, you know, things are going to change. Things are going to change. And there's a lot of ground between that. Anyway, um, Mount could come back in. Sterling could come back in. Shock emission. Have you got any thoughts on a shock emission? Well, I think it's it sh- probably should happen, but I think Jordan Henderson will be the, yeah. maybe the shock emission by the time we get to the tournament. Because if we get a year in, and obviously he's still going to be playing in Saudi, the league ain't going to get any better by the Euro. So I think he'll be the man that will miss out. Um, I don't think there'll be any other... Uh, Trent's always the one that sort of people Mm. could speculate around with because if you know if you're saying Reese James Kyle Walker Kieran Trippier for right back the midfield is pretty I mean could do with the boost maybe he just sees him as midfielder now so that's his way in but Trent could be I think Trent should go but that could be the admission yeah I mean Southgate's not really the guy shock admission and Southgate is a bit like you know Man United and title race, isn't it? They they don't really marry up at the moment, but yeah, I think no. I think I'd go I'd, I'd go Jordan Henderson, and yeah, I think there's a chance. I'd, I'd love to see a young player come through that's really exciting and and break through, but I, I don't think there is anybody at the moment that's that's capable of doing that. It's uh, I remember Michael Owen doing it and Rooney doing it, but and, and Theo Walcott doing it for a World Cup, but I just don't think there's anybody at the moment, and I don't I don't think Southgate's that sort of manager is too sensible. Yeah, and also he comes from being the under twenty one manager, where you get a bit, maybe a bit, a better grounding, and not, you know, Walcott it didn't really work for him in the England setup, did it? So it definitely, that's didn't. that's the England chat. Uh, either ors. Um, I mean, do you want to go straight into the either ors? I mean, we're sitting here just after you've been uh, lambasted by uh, ex Liverpool and England international uh, Danny Murphy. Oh um, yeah, Stephen Gerrard's water boy. Right. I've worked with Danny Murphy before, a nice bloke, and I hate confrontation. But uh, well, I've we, not worked not with Danny clip. Murphy before, and he's. I don't. I, I at this moment in time, I don't know the full context, so I've got to be very, very careful. But I've had a lot of people say it was really harsh, and the words doesn't know anything about football. YouTuber stinks of. I've played the game, and look, as I said, the amazing thing about this is that it just seems to be uh, jealousy. Really, I think that's what it is. The cold, harsh facts are that they do their talk sport shows as guests. I have a talk sport show that gets loads of viewers. They do podcasts. Top 10 to them is like, you know, an unknown source. We're in the top four. And I'm not even blowing the trumpet here because it's because of the community that we grow. I just think it's, it's just not how I do it. And also... I can't be bothered with don't listen to that person. He doesn't know what he's on about. I've played the game when they've taught. I mean, I think I think he I think he said that Michael Oliver was right not to send Kovacic off straight away. You've lost like because you're wrong. And that's what I mean. I can't be bothered with any walk of life. Superiority. Respect is earned. I don't mind if he doesn't respect me. I don't mind if he doesn't respect you, Will. I don't mind if he doesn't respect this podcast, but respect is earned. You're not earning respect because you played the game. I know loads of footballers who are top people and I know loads of footballers who are stupid. It's society. It's the same problem with the PG MOL. Respect is demanded by them and it's not being earned. 
I watched football from the age of about five. My granddad used to take me to watch football when he managed. And I, I was watching amateur football from five years of age. I love football. I didn't play football. I respect any ex-player that made it because I know how difficult it is. But it doesn't, you didn't get a, you didn't get a qualification when you played football that made your opinion better than anybody else's. And as I said, I've played five a side week in, week out for six years. I know, I know what's a good shot. I know what's a good tackle. I know what an offside is. Football's very, very simple. That's why people, millions of people play EAFC, Fancy Premier League and watch football. There's no hidden secret. The only thing that's secret is what goes on in the dressing room. And to be honest, from what I've heard, I'd rather not know. I'd rather not know. But um, nah, I just think it's... I don't mind a bit of banter and a bit of conversation, but I do think there's an underlying bitterness and jealousy to it, which I'm just sort of like, pick up the phone. Let's do a show. You might like me. We might go for a beer. But you will find out that I do know a lot about football, like most fans. Yeah, I think... Great, brilliant. A... I can hear everyone going, people are stopping their cars around the world to clap. <laughs> Make sure you do it carefully. Carefully. P indicate, pull over. They're on the train. There's, some, there's a packed train in London and somebody's just stood up after that and applauded with his headphones on and people are going, what is he doing? But he feels he needs to. And her, there's women doing it as well. And that's diverse. And that's what this podcast is all about. I think on that, I think lots of pundits have been great to embrace like social and pundits have been great to embrace the fans as well. And, and some haven't. And I think that's a dangerous precedent where you sort of, yeah, you are saying that my opinion's better than yours because I've played it's, the game. And I think it, the it, way it's going, it, I'm not going to name any names because it's not fair, but there's, it's definitely the thing that bothers them. And it's not just ex players as well. There's certain people who have made a name in the industry and have their own podcast who are furious about the numbers as and others do because that's why that's why you, I find it funny you know like bedroom vlogger and stuff like that it's really offensive but actually I find it hilarious because to come up with that sort of term you know it's bothering them and and that's part of the thing isn't it it's like the PGMOL you know got to be very careful about what we say about them at the moment because there's been a bit of feedback and you know but it it just shows you and this is why the community is really important. And this is why it's important to love and be passionate about football because they are listening. They are. They are listening. Do you want to go into that or should we leave that for another day? I think we'll leave that for next Tuesday so I can see what, what the ground is legally. But um, they're, they're definitely listening, Will, as you know. Yeah. And I'd just like to say Howard Webb's doing a fantastic job. Uh, great bloke. And if he is listening, um, you're, you're a lovely man. He's a good. I tell you what, he is. He's a good actor. Okay. Well, maybe let's speak from one to another. Say. From from one person to another, <laughs> I respect yeah. the acting. He uses the hands and everything. He even does that. I've been down the gym. Protect. He, he He projects an aura of authority. He's like a headmaster. If he was yeah. my headmaster at school, you know, I wouldn't. I'd be worried. You'd get in line. I remember yeah. I had a PE teacher at school. He was a bit like Howard Webb. And we were playing a game oh in, in PE in Thursday or Thursday afternoon football. And every week I'd scored and it was a high standard. It was only PE in that on a Thursday afternoon, but it was a high standard because it was football GCSE. And <laughs> it was the final week. It was the final week. It was week seven. And the other team had had it. We can't let him score. We can't let him score. And they were kicking me all over the place. Anyway, their centre-back sort of kicked me on the back of the ankle for the last time. And I turned around and threw him to the floor and we started fighting and he sent us off. And 
everyone was laughing because they were like, ah, you can't score for the seventh week in a row now. And I just lost it. And I was about 20 metres away from this PE teacher. And he said, you know what? You'd be a good player if you calmed down. And I said, you're a teacher at a secondary school. Don't talk to me about mistakes in life. And he started <laughs> running at He ran at me. And I tell you what, he wasn't a teacher at secondary school anymore. From his eyes, as he ran to me, he was going to beat the shit out of me. And all I went was, sorry, 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 sorry. And he started, he calmed down. I went, I've crossed the line. I didn't mean it. I just, it just means so much sorry, to me. Sir. Yeah. And he was like Howard Webb running at you. Flashback. Um, you wouldn't want Howard we'll Webb running on at the you angry. No, 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 you wouldn't. Um, what, the PE teacher? I'm just worried that we... No, I'm just worried. <laughs> yeah, I think he got into a fight with a cow. The, the, <laughs> that was just my life the more we can uh, speak about the, the refereeing stuff we, we, we'll get it to you when we can yeah uh, either or oh no let's do Goldbridge we're all over the place today but I like the Goldbridge thing so Will is saying it's 2-2 from the first week I know I got 2 I'm disputing this it, we'll, we'll review it we'll, we'll speak to Howard he'll, I got 2 check. Mark it's 2-2 two, two. what did you get though who I, scored I got it I got 2-2 two, two. just pad for 20 seconds, and I'll tell you okay. who scored from the first Okay, week. well, this week, um, Will, you didn't get any, did you? No, I didn't get any this week, but I am already on two. Yeah, I'm on two as so well. The so the first two, week, two from I picked Jared Bowen, who scored, because you were slating him, and Martin Odegaard, Odegaard scored against Burnley, but Bournemouth. So you got me all flustered now. I've got two, it's 2-2. Two, two. I've got well, a spreadsheet. We don't necessarily believe it, but it's 2-2. Two, two. Anyway, last week... This is Goldbridge. Five goals. Obviously, we can't do it this week because it's international week, but he'll be back next Friday. Five goal scorers we have to pick that can't be Erling Haaland. You get a point for each. Will, how many did you get from last week? And if you can got... give us the names, that'd be even better. <laughs> You're an absolute knobhead. I got zero. Go through the names. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying who scored. A human son didn't score. Dominic Solanke didn't score. Bruno Fernandes didn't score. Ollie Watkins didn't score. Uh, Alexis McAllister didn't score gave away a goal though so maybe I should get half a point and Craig Dawson didn't score Alexis McAllister to score at Brighton I, I see what you've done so zero for Will it means he's on two let's go through mine um, Rasmus Hoyland no Jimenez no but Fulham did score three I couldn't believe it when I looked at the scorers um, Calvert-Lewin Everton scored three didn't score Mo Salah yes one yeah, then, you're a little bastard because you talked me out with Mo Salah because you were like, you've had him and Son and then I went to McAllister and then you snuck in with Son. So you're a little snake. There you go. you le- you got to learn. And uh, This is why Danny Murphy hates me. And then you've got, um, I went, this is the best one. I think I should get 20 points for this. Nicholas Jackson, Chelsea. Couldn't <laughs> hit the ocean from a boat. Goldbridge puts him in. Goldbridge. He scores. That's two points. I did have Harry Maguire as goal scorer, as the defender. He got an assist. I should get half a point, really, but I've been overruled. So it's two to me, which opens up a gap of 4-2 in Goldbridge. How did you do at home? Yeah. I'm just going to go really safe next week and just sort of... Sort of I'll play the game next week and play it really sensibly and smart going forward. Do you want to talk about... Gap. We're going to throw a goalkeeper in for week three as well, aren't we? So we're going to pick yeah, a goalkeeper like each. And if we get a clean sheet, so... Um, and if there's any app developers out there, get in touch, you know, uh, slide in the DMs. Well, it was a great we'll recommendation from somebody. Um, this is why it's always important 
to leave a chat if you're on Spotify, leave a comment there if you've got any ideas because it was somebody in there who said you should add a defend you should add a goalkeeper in each week and if they get a clean sheet you also get a point. So I think that's a good idea. I think we'll go down to four goal scorers, a clean sheet for goalkeeper and then the defender sub it's six. Um right. Yeah, so I'm leading four two. You're never gonna catch me now, Will, I'm afraid. It's a bit like win, lose, or draw with Ben. He just can't catch me once I'm in the front. I'm like, match for Stappen. Nice. Yeah, great F1 reference. Uh, I will catch you and I will beat you. Um, we've got some either-ors, but I think because it's an international break on Monday, maybe let's save them for them and uh, maybe say goodbye and see you later. Yeah, a quick half an hour on a Friday. Don't forget to keep giving us a follow. You might listen, but give us a follow. Uh, also, leave us a, a review. Appreciate that. We're back into third place. Like our podcast has done great. We you, you tend to go in quite high as a new podcast because there's no algorithm to test you and they go, oh, they like that. But then you normally drop down. <coughs> we didn't. We went out the top five for about three days, back into fourth, back into third. I mean, look, we're not even that stressed about where we end up as long as people, you know, enjoy it from a niche point of view, uh, which I hope you do. But uh, Tuesday, we're back at seven o'clock. Thanks for all your support. Thanks to Will, as per usual. Enjoy your weekend, Will. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Mark. I'm off on holiday. Wayne Rooney's been announced as manager and I've accepted it. I'm excited at Ashley Cole, John O'Shea. We're starting the revolution, so I'll have to get you down to St Andrews to witness it. Yeah, just I just hope that they uh, do a bit of work on the women's side because they got relegated and uh, my daughter plays for them and uh, they need to uh, put a little bit... Put, put a bit more investment in um, and yeah, this could be a bright future for Ble- for Birmingham. Thanks for watching <laughs> and listening. Bye. Bye.